Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everyone. Chris at Lightforce here with a cold open to this week's episode of the C4 Canucks Hockey Podcast. As many of you might know, we hosted our very first, or maybe it was second, holiday live show. I mean, this was the first time we actually did it live online. And we had some phenomenal guests lined up. You're going to hear from the likes of Clay Emo. We got Sat Shaw swinging through, Sam Chang, Wyatt uh, the Stanchion Arndt was present. Heck, even Adam Ovenell Carter makes an appearance. We had a lot of fun. The actual episode you're going to listen to is close to two hours long. And the audio probably doesn't give justice to what the actual live show was all about. I strongly encourage you to check out the YouTube video. It's on the C4 YouTube channel. We've got it linked on social. We've got it linked in C4 Discord. And again, um, give it a watch if you can. And better yet, click that little subscribe button on the C4 channel to get us up to 100 subscribers, but that's a whole different other story. I want to also let you know that we're going to take a break for the next few weeks just to give ourselves an opportunity to spend the holiday uh, with our family, uh, with those friends that are within our bubble, and ultimately just to spend some time relaxing and recovering of what has been a very crazy 2020 year. NHL hockey is returning in the new year. That much is sure. And we're going to have your weekly episodes come back early in January. But as I mentioned for the next bit, we're going to take a break. And I want to take a quick moment to wish you all a very happy, safe, and healthy holiday season. On behalf of myself, Chris, Anna, Adam, and Matt, please take care Spend some time with friends, spend some time with family, be it virtually because they might not be in your bubble, but let's look forward to what will hopefully become a phenomenal 2021 as this pandemic starts to wind down. We're not there yet, so please stay safe, make smart decisions, but let's look forward to the return of Vancouver Canucks hockey. Now, let's go to the show. 
6.5% was it? Is, is that what the current odds are of the Stanley Cup? Well, and you, if you look at the round-by-round round progression, the Stanley Cup favorite is uh-huh. the Vancouver Canucks. Like, what a time to be alive! I- Talking you through every goalie controversy, scoring slump, and draft lottery bust, this is the C4 Podcast on CanucksHockeyBlog.com. Here they are, the best starting lineup we could afford under the salary cap. Chris, Matt, Anna, and Adam. Welcome to a very special edition of the C4 Canucks Hockey Podcast. It is our holiday live show. I am Chris at Force. Joined virtually at the moment by Anna Forsyth at A4C03, Matt Lee at Matt Lee underscore 61, possibly remaining unfit to podcast Adam O'Donnell Carter at Adam FOC, and all sorts of special guests that are going to be joining us over the course of this evening. We're going to refer to this as in the now because it is our live show. And for those of you joining us on YouTube, thank you so much. But Anna, Matt, how goes it? Good. Happy holidays, everyone. Hey, we, look. We we're got... in the Christmas spirit. Matt is not because it's but, Matt. But, like, we were actually talking about this before we clicked record. Uh, Matt is essentially the C4 Scrooge. And I think it was Bearded Canuck who mentioned it in patron chat that we're going to have guests of podcasts past haunt him. Yeah. Um, so, like, Clay, let's be honest. Clay's going to join us. Uh, he's going to be coming out. Uh, we had that tweet. Who of the two of the three are you going to see? Adam? Francesco Aquilini or Clay. And we know Clay will be one of them. So the other two. Yeah. 50 50 toss up. But uh, we have. Likely. Uh, we have Jessica here from Australia. Hi, Jessica. We've got uh, Sean straight in from Patron Chat and, then, uh, and Lisa as well from Seattle. Welcome, welcome, awesome. welcome. I'd like welcome. to point out eggnog. Okay. I got, also, I got eggnog. eggnog. Okay. This is the big moment. This is me trying eggnog for the first time with. It's got brandy in it. You've you've never had eggnog before had until eggnog. this very singular moment. Okay, I'm doing it. Mine's good. Oh, that was so good. Here we are watching it. Anna tried eggnog the very first time, and so Anna's look. No, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. It's well. What kind of eggnog is it first? Like is it store bought? Like dairy? Super store bought. Yeah, as Ina Garten says, store-bought is fine. I, I don't have the time or the wherewithal to be making eggnog, which I never even had before, so I wouldn't know okay. what it's supposed to taste like. I, If you can, I mean, it's it's difficult because I don't think they make small sizes of it, but Avalon Dairy, one of the local dairies here that makes eggnog, their eggnog is like up Fancy. here. Everyone else's eggnog is just like, that doesn't really matter. Like I got whatever the Costco brand eggnog is here with a little something, something in it. Can I just say that Jess is suggest putting forward the conspiracy theory that I killed Adam? Can we just put this okay. straight that the conspiracy theory is not that I killed Adam, it's that Matt killed Adam. Well, and, and I, I got I got some bad news for, for everyone. Guess who's Whoa. here? <laughs> oh Merry my Christmas, god, he's alive. <laughs> like, Matt tried his best, but he didn't succeed. No. I was about to text him saying, remember when you said you were going to show up for this thing and then you didn't? And uh, there he is. There he is defying alive, the odds. Guys. Just like play? Louis Erickson, he is still alive. <laughs> Collecting a contract or paycheck? Unfortunately, there's no $6 million paycheck attached to this. <laughs> no. No, there is not. But okay, do you have a holiday beverage there, Adam? 
Uh, it's just a glass of whiskey. Well, that, well, that's fine. That's actually fine because what's Matt drinking right now? Probably Hot water. water. Yeah. Hot See, Adam knows. So what you, is that what you order at a restaurant too? Like a. I'm a, I'm a yeah, cold water kind of guy. Look, I'm not gonna hide who I am. All right, <laughs> I embrace who I am. Yeah. Jessica's comment here. Um, since we know Adam is dead, who is that? <laughs> Well, like literally all the people that started listening to the podcast in the last six months think you're fake. Like so. Yeah. Um, Adam, since you're joining us for the first time in a very long time, do you want to like catch us up to speed real quick on what you've been up to lately while you've been on the LTIR? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Matt, uh, Matt always used to yell at me to get my life together. So I've been busy doing that. Um, I've uh, been working at a school for autistic children in New Westminster um, as I guess my title is an educational instructor, but just essentially a teacher and program um, administrator, I suppose. But yeah, it's been great so far. That's um, taken up most of my life and it's my new life direction. So it's cool. Good stuff. Can we just point out the bare face cheek of Matt trying to tell someone to get their lives together? <laughs> What can I really? say? I, ins- I inspire others. Look works. at how I've inspired Adam to do great things now. Sometimes <laughs> all it needs is a little kick. And if I can be the Travis Green to his Jake Vertanen so that he can get his life together and become the top six player that we all know he can be, then I've done my part. Well, I mean... That's always Adam, been the tough love type of mentor. So. Yeah, for sure. Adam's gotten his life together. You know, Jake, we're... We live in hope, so yeah. He's still easy. he's still got like five years on me though, so he's okay. He's got time. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, it's good to have the band back together for the holidays. I mean, like Richard said in the chat, it's like a soap opera moment, you know, coming back from the dead. I mean, this is like young and the yeah, reckless, like re- being recast as a different <laughs> actor. Well, that's the thing. We haven't, we haven't like recast him though, unless Jessica's on to something that this isn't actually the real Adam. This is the it's Adam like uh, the Avril Lavigne conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The um. Well, next has said that Adam's the only one wearing Canucks gear. I am also. Well, that's not true. I'm wearing mine. There you go. Which is now See? out of date. <laughs> Gap. No cap. You know, cap. like oh, the cap. salary cap, oh, not pro. Oh. Cap. I just said gap. No, that's the gap between the Canucks and the rest of the division. Yeah, right. So, uh, I've been meaning to update the shirt. It says Marky. I've I've got to like replace it with someone else here. What are you gonna do? Like, just put like tape tape over over it? Yeah, I'll just put some electric tape over it. Put Demco in there or something, and it'll just go down the list as we go. Yeah. The um. The shirt's like, I mean, it's one thing to get a jersey where you get the nameplate on the back and the player is obviously gone or what have you, or you made a mistake and it was a Messier jersey. Or then there's, jersey. Yeah, then, yeah. There's, then there's those those shirts Speaking where it's got a list of players where it is almost guaranteed to go to date. Yeah, I do have a shirt that says Henrik and Daniel and Brandon and Bo. I mean, not really out of date yet, but why they chose Brandon Sutter? <laughs> Apart from him being foundational, of course. He was probably the most marketable player other than the other three on that shirt at the time. So sad. That is so (laughs) sad. Pre PD and Quinn times. Yeah. Yeah. So before our our guests start joining us, 
Um, what two weeks ago when we we were last recorded an episode, we had said there hadn't been any progress in when it cards to the NHL. We actually had some doubts as to whether or not the season would actually occur, and uh, here we are. Apparently, only what a month away from the puck dropping now, presumably somewhere in Canada that now. Yeah, yeah, thirteenth of January. It's coming up quick. I saw that, and I was just like, "Holy smokes, that's." That's going to be yeah. exciting. We got World Juniors to tie us over, hopefully, until then. And then I, it seems them. to be like the World Junior Camp seems to be doing better. There's a couple of people who have been sent home because of COVID, but and a couple right. of injuries. But for the most part, it does seem like everyone's that, okay there too. So, like the German team had five players, I think it was. Mm-hmm. What was the other one? The Finnish team. Yeah, but I don't think they've all been sent home. Well, they, they're, I think it was, they may not have been sent home, but there, there was like five okay. in isolation. So maybe it's like one positive, but then like yeah, contact. I five. think that's correct. I mean, they also, I was hearing today on friends of the show, um, sound of hockey mm-hmm. and they're talking about how like, uh, <laughs> the world juniors hockey Canada, like cheaped out on the planes and it ended up costing them way more money because they tried to cram everyone on. Oh, 737s then they had to like hire cargo planes for the luggage because with social distancing and stuff there wasn't enough space so bit of a mess but hopefully it will all work out oh well this is what it is the uh world juniors though you're right leads into the end of the year that's when training camp kicks off for the teams that didn't plan to return to summer and then which is what i don't get like a december 31st training camp start for some teams and the others are January third. Like, what are the? Four oh, days I didn't. I missed that part. Make? Like, I didn't quite understand that. I don't know. Is that uh, like league mandated, or is it like you can choose when you start? Well, no. It's so the only teams that can start on December thirty first are the teams that weren't involved in the return to play. So Detroit so that, and Ottawa and San Jose, they can yeah, start training so that, a whole yeah. three days earlier. Yeah, <laughs> that includes That's the weird. people that didn't make the playoffs, but they made. The, to be the fair to those teams, like yeah, they the haven't bubble. they haven't touched an NHL surface like really for almost nine months. By that point, that's a long time to go without so playing hockey. But the three, so three give them three days stop. is not asking like a whole lot of them. No, I mean, it, I don't. I just think it's kind of obsolete. Like, what difference is a three days? Also, like, is everyone going to be back in quarantine well, by then? You hope so. Let's say, like, I'll use Senators as a good example. You have players that are now coming into Canada. There is no way they can touch an ice service until at least the third of January. Mm-hmm. Like it's just the quarantine just will not allow for it. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I get, I, you know, you're right, Matt. The the length of time that they've been off the ice, the few days to maybe get their skates underneath them, but it's definitely a surreal uh, situation. Um, the other part that uh, is surreal is we have a Canadian division of which one of the three provinces that are sort of putting up barriers, that being BC, seems to be the ringleader, but like Quebec and Ontario have also not signed off. So is it possible that we're going to see a Canadian bubble in like Winnipeg or Edmonton? Well, Winnipeg I heard Edmonton keen. was a reading. Edmonton's yeah. always keen. Yeah. Yeah. But will um, the players sign off on that though? Because, you know, I we've sort of talked about this in, in discord and then Anna, you talked about it on a last episode, but uh, uh, Michaela Gaudet joined the broadcast for an episode, like three episodes ago. And one of the things that she had actually shared was how the experience for players in Edmonton uh, wasn't, 
what they had sort of understood they were getting into. And like she had said how Adam, once they got into the upgraded hotel, never saw the light of day because he could tunnel from the yeah the hotel to the rink and I mean, back no wonder the canucks tried to like fight the move they got asked if they wanted to move beforehand and they said no <laughs> yeah so i i just wonder if, if the players themselves would actually agree to a bubble uh it, again I, I i there's so much that that's at play and i'm not going to suggest that there won't be a resumption of hockey i think that's clear it will happen it's just what it will look like i don't know like i think i genuinely wonder if players wouldn't push for a home city not a bubble city. And if it's a home city, could that mean like what the white caps had to do where they played out of Portland? Mm. Not that I know where the Vancouver Canucks could potentially go. Yeah. I don't know. Well, um, friend of the show, Chris Faber has joined us and is posting in the comments and he's suggesting that Ottawa makes a run for a cup with those three extra days. <laughs> I mean, who knows? That, you, Nothing those are else the hottest of takes. You only get in Canucks conversation. Yeah, we're not endorsing that take, to be clear. Oh man, well it'll it'll be interesting. I mean, I am like I I'm genuinely happy there'll be hockey to talk about again. Um, and that's not me trying to get over a lot of the other conversations that I think were important, equally as important to have um, as it leads into hockey. It's just, you know, I, I've referred to it again. Hearing Michaela talk about sort of Adam's experience helped me see things differently. And it's not to suggest that I was opposite to sort of how she felt and what she had described, but understanding the impact that the you know pandemic is having everyone, that you know the players are in a difficult situation. Like she talked about how she's coming to Vancouver, she's leaving her family, like everything she knows behind to a city that she can't actually go and connect with people in. Yeah. Right? So it's it, it, all the beauty of Edmonton. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not knocking Edmonton, but you know what I mean? Like, it, it doesn't matter where it's Edmonton, Vancouver, Winnipeg. Like, in a, in a situation like her and like a new player, you know, there's some who argue, oh, they're well paid. Yeah, you know what? Money isn't everything. And I couldn't imagine going through it. Like, I went to Toronto for one week in March and I was beside myself for a work trip. One week. I can't, I, I just don't, you know, compute it's tough. Yeah, it's how tough. players deal with this. Yeah, it's really. It's tough. I, I I urge everyone that hasn't listened to it to listen to that perspective, because there's one thing like like legit like intellectually getting that, but yeah, mm-hmm. to hear her perspective was really yeah. Well, interesting. our first special guest has arrived, so let us introduce to you someone you've probably not seen before or heard from, Clay Emo. There he is. Hello, friends. It's like a Hello, family reunion. Hey, <laughs> Well, Clay, you're officially the fifth most beautiful person on this show today. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to get one of my other kids in so I can still keep that ranking. Well, I, I want to I point out, before I forget, happy birthday, Kayla. Happy birthday, Kayla. Yeah, happy birthday. Yeah, I have three teenagers in the house now, oh, so that, wow. that automatically makes me way older than all of you yeah. almost combined, I think. Now the real trouble begins, Clay. <laughs> yeah, I know, the girl, the girl. The yeah. girl. Thank you, thank you. No, but thanks. Thanks for joining us, Clay. Uh, over in C4 Discord, um, Sean or Peter Canuck, he had actually, when we were talking about guests, because you saw that tweet I shared, you know, which of the two mm-hmm. of the three are going to show up. Uh, he had commented, he's like, oh, it's like the return. Uh, it's like um, we called Matt the Scrooge, and it's the return of podcast host of past or whatever. So you're one of the podcast hosts past. You're going you're gonna to teach Matt a lesson. 
Well, I'm not afraid to say, and I, I've been saying it in my vlogs today too, that uh, always appreciative of CHB and C4 for getting my helping me get my start in the vlogging, blogging, podcasting world. So nice to see you guys. Even Adam, like I know it's a big deal when Adam's here. That's that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the miracle of Christmas. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah. But uh, you know, yeah, welcome. Like we, I was actually thinking. I mean, we've. Uh, with CHB, like we used to do the odd like holiday thing, but I think from a C4 perspective, like last year we did a live show, uh, three of us at uh, what bar was it, Anna? 200. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And then, um, but yeah, like you're the guy who's into the holidays with your parody videos. I presume you're going to have another one this year, right? Like, let's. Yeah. It's going to be a little different because uh, we trying our best to to really adhere and follow to uh, the the covid rules so marie yeah. and i want to do something so she's going to record from her home i'm going to record from my home going to try and splice it together something simple but something that i think uh who's the youngest one here by the way not me, me? Probably right? Anna, i think yeah but not by much me and Anna, like how old are you guys if i may i'm 29 me too Anna, when's your birthday 29th of <laughs> april oh i'm the youngest person then oh yeah. there you go so you guys are 29. Matt, how old are you? 30 what? I'm older than those two. <laughs> that's what he's comfortable saying. Apparently. But considerably younger than you and Chris. <laughs> and Chris, well, you're, a you're within bar, a couple man. years, right? A few yeah, I think years. you're a year, uh, year ahead of me, I think. Born in, I'm born in 74. Oh, a few more years. I'm 78. Okay. I thought you and okay. I were closer. It's wow. a whole generation. Yeah, well, yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, hockey, uh, being a hockey fan is like dog years. So that's like 28 years, I think, between us. Yeah, yeah plus you, COVID you, years. <laughs> Yeah, you probably remember the 82 series. I don't. I just know it <laughs> yeah, happened. I do. All to say, the song we're doing, it's, uh, I think it came out in the 90s, so late 90s, but it's uh, not a traditional Christmas song, but I, I think you guys will like it. I think, oh, okay. I think Matt Lee's, Matt Lee's going to be a big fan of this one, I think. Okay. Oh, I love okay. every one of them usually, so uh, I'm sure I won't disappoint. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Looking forward With to it. Marie, it's bound to be great. And to answer your question, Anders, the eggnog's fine. It's. I thought it was going to be horrible. It's not horrible, but yeah. the brandy in it is definitely helping. Clay, you gotta come Very in and uh, tell me. Tell me what you're drinking. Like, is it? Are you? Are you? Like, you gotta help. Help me. The, yeah. See, there we go. Oh, My sure. water. Water. Oh, gosh. Have you ever done this? Usually on my streams, um, I've been drinking Pepsi, but I'm trying to cut down a little bit. I haven't lost as much. Chris, you look great, by the way. I haven't lost as much weight as say Chris has, but I'm trying to drink less pop for sure. So I got my water. Like in fairness, though, Clay, like I had a like a lot to lose. Like (laughs) you know, you've done um, a heck of a job. Like I remember when you were turning forty, you would you know I'm you would work hard and and continue to work hard. So you know, it's awesome. Okay. Ian asked a question here. I, I actually don't think it is. Is this the first time Clay and Adam no, have been on no. this? We were no. on the show together back when Clay was on full time. Yeah. Yeah. So is, what I, is the last episode yeah. that, Chris, that Clay and Adam had oh, on? God. That would have been. Would have been in the studio, ago. would it not? Yep. Yeah. We were in the studio together for sure. Yeah. I remember that. Can we I think talk about the fact you had Sean on too, maybe? Clay won't be on an episode in person with me because when I guested on the show, both times Clay was not there. And then I replaced him on the show, and then he only came on to do the episode while I was away. So, well, that, that was not intentionally. Uh huh. <laughs> you are the only one who met me overseas and took me around That's a city true. that I didn't know. Yes, Anna was my hostess with the Moses in London, England, about five or six yeah. years ago now. Yeah, I took him to a pub, which is 
Okay, that that's that's, that's big. Like now, workplace. He probably still ordered like a diet Pepsi or yeah, a diet Coke he, or what have you, but he bought my drink. So two yeah. two summers ago, I was in London, and uh, I don't know if he was ever on the show, but I sit with uh, one Richard Lote, one Mosey nineteen. Oh, Mosey! Wow! Yeah. Throwback to old Canucks Twitter. That's oh, that's God. like that's like the birth of Canucks Twitter. That's OG. Like when when you look at Canucks Twitter talking about oh so and so's been around like Richard like Mosey would have been OG and there's there's a handful of people I'm not OG but that's sort of feel pretty close for me. Yeah. Um, and and Chris, that, but, the first time I met you was uh, game five against the Sharks in 2011 with with Mosey. I think we were at one three one water. Oh gosh, that was oh, one three one was the was the twenty eleven. Oh, hot new it place. Was a spot. Yeah, yeah, like I remember, okay. I it was perfect for me too because I just head over from Shaw Tower. I could you know get off work whenever, hustle over. They set up space for us. It was great. Yeah. You know what's funny, Adam? You say you met Chris during the uh, the San Jose series. That's when I met him too. But one of those games was at Boston Pizza in Surrey, right? And that's mm-hmm. when I met you and JJ, and that's when we started scheming. Ah, there you I go. Was the Surrey episode? Was the Surrey, the Surrey, because they did like two tweet ups once. They had one in Surrey one time, and the one in Vancouver. And um, they had Chris Palliser host over in Vancouver. They had me host in Surrey, and had us compete. Was that? Was that? Do you know if that would have been it? Like, because I know maybe mad around then. Yeah, yeah. And for the, for, oh, for those of you that, that aren't familiar, JJ is. The blog father, he is the one that birthed us. Like, <laughs> seems kind of weird. That is sounded, the sounded happy better holidays. before he said it. <laughs> so, Chris, you were talking about OG Twitter, and I'm not sure if this is going to come up here or if you're going to save it for your later guests. But uh, are you guys going to talk about the the Twitter explosions, or have you been already? And oh, you're well, gonna, or you're not going to worry about it tonight? I don't know if we'll worry too much about it yeah. tonight, but it's like it is Canucks Twitter. I, and okay, first and foremost, I want to I want to share my thoughts. Canucks Twitter. Definitely has issues. I just feel that sometimes Canucks Twitter becomes an issue onto itself that others sort of, you know, exacerbate. Canucks mm-hmm. Twitter can like start to eat itself sometimes. Oh no, it definitely. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, snake eating its tail for sure. It, it's it's there's definitely there are those that throw the fire fuel on the fire. There are those that bring the kindling. Um, I try. I personally try to avoid that, but every so often I get I get so wound up myself that I'll. I'll make blanket statements, but I try to, I try to think what would Clay do? Honestly, I try to think about how do I phrase this to like be positive? Um, well, Clay runs away usually. I'm very averse to conflict. Um, but Chris, I think there's a certain, and I saw, I think uh, Jay Hamilton uh, tweet you about it a couple of days ago. There's a certain respect that I think you have and some of the, not all, but some of the OG people have, and maybe, I don't know. I, I think it's just, we kind of pick our battles, a little, pick our spots a little better, I think. Well, you and I are, but like to you, to our, that point, you and I are a little well-seasoned. Like yeah. I'm not trying to paint Canucks Twitter with a brush here, but we're probably trending on the upper age. Yeah. Right. Yep. So it could be that just, you know, that experience and, and what have you. I think you just got to take everything with a pinch of salt, take your breaks when you need to. Like yeah. there's some behavior that you should not tolerate. And that's the kind of stuff you speak up about. Yeah. But there's some stuff that you can just step away from and just be like, you know what? Like, I put my position forward. Like, let's leave it at that. Like, yeah. it's not worth, like, taking up your mental health over 
how good a job Jim Benning is doing. Like, <laughs> Well, I also feel like it's totally transcended that, like half of it. And granted, like I follow you guys, I follow like the broadcast and, and some other people. So I don't, you know, I'm not super well versed in it, but I think it's like totally trans. It's not about the Canucks anymore. It's about the people within it. You know, mm-hmm. and I don't know a lot of the personalities, but, you know, I see the stuff that someone like Georgia Twist is posting, like the her DMs and stuff like that. And that's where I feel like we're at with Canucks Twitter, you know, and it's it's like it's uh, for me, I just haven't been on it much. And I've unfollowed a lot of people just because what the hell's the point? You know, it's yeah. it's well, horrible. Good on, what, on what Georgia shared, I, I like there are some people like, oh, that's Canucks Twitter. Now, that's. Twitter, unfortunately, like in general, like it's not just a Canucks Twitter thing. Yeah, it's exacerbated because thing. Canucks Twitter is what we know. But one of the things that I've really tried to do now is focus on the positive of Canucks Twitter. Like, you know, I think I've shared this before in our podcast, and I know I've talked about it on the blog and in person. How do I know the four of you? It's arguably Canucks Twitter, and I would mm-hmm. never change that for a second um you know Faber is here in chat and he and nexus are talking about seeing themselves in the gulag which for those that don't know uh faber quadrelli uh ryan beach they did a a fundraiser for dave norum uh for essentially it was yeah war zone connects twitter and war zone there's a positive there it was huge it was you know yeah. a phenomenal effort um you know just this weekend daryl keeping had shared a list of must follows. And I mean, I poke fun at them as to like, I'm holding them responsible, but that's the type of stuff that I'd like to see more of. Cause I feel that sometimes the, the negative gets in the way of all of the positive that can come from it. Um, so yeah, I mean, you're right, Clay. I think, you know, yeah, it's nice that I'm, I appreciate Jay sort of out there saying, Hey, you know, what have you, sir, this sand hat's getting to me. Um, <laughs> But there's so much more of that that's happening, and I think we too often miss it because of mm-hmm. everything else that's going on. Yep. Um, well I I, I want to actually go back to a question that Faber had actually asked here. I don't know if you saw it, uh, but um, will Clay be singing more than Petey in this collaboration? <laughs> well, Chris, if I may address that, as I'm watching this this morning um, – Definitely, Petey is to Buble as I am to Marie Huey. Like we basically got the same amount the same of words. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, um, I would never say that Petey is riding Buble's coattails, but I joke around with Marie that I sometimes, in, well, I just let me turn that down. I'm just I sometimes riding hers. We've been friends for 20 years, but uh, she's funny. Um, because of this whole quarantine collab we're doing, I centered the lyrics and the 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 backing track I played. And then um, there are a couple of uh, challenging timing things. So I recorded voice memo, but I didn't sing the words to Maria. I actually, I spoke them, right? I said, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. and then she actually wrote back. She goes, thanks. It sounds good. And she goes, but I wish you, you, you sang it. And yeah, she come was, on, Clay. That's how it's uh, way out. Get into the Christmas spirit, Clay. <laughs> Uh, I don't, yeah, I know Christmas is about giving, but I don't want to give people stomach aches while listening to me. So, uh, <laughs> the uh, I was I watched. Well, I actually shared the the one that you shared today on Twitter with Vertanen and and Hutton. <laughs> and I'd actually I, the comment I'd had. I I don't I recall about that the first time I watched that one, yeah. but when I watched it again today, you can see like they obviously drew the short straws of like the yeah. rookies, right? But. <laughs> Ben Ben was making the most out of it, and Jake was okay. I'm there. Like that's how it came across. I'm not trying to you know slight Jake. It's just that you could tell he's like, okay, I'm the rookie. I know I need to do this. Whereas like Ben Hutton was like, oh well, let me go and 
Yeah. Yeah. That Toy Fair, we were obviously very happy and thrilled. We knew they kept saying, we're going to try and get some players, get trying to get some players. Then I knew right away, I said to Maria, watch, they're going to get the rookies, right? So it was either, it was Hutton, Vertanen, or Jared McCann. And those were the three rookies that season. And we got, uh, you know, Jake and Ben. And to their credit, they're really good sports, actually. We had to do that, those takes about four or five times, typically. And I think, I, I want to say it was Georgia, but maybe not. Someone wrote a really funny breakdown on Canucks Army about Jake and Ben's dancing, actually. Oh, <laughs> that's like, like a Grania thing. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what, yeah another, I was yeah. going to say that is very Grania. <laughs> yeah, very good memory, Adam. That's correct. And it was it was hilarious. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, anytime we get to work with the Canucks and there are people, sound, lighting, camera, editors, obviously, um, it's a lot better. <laughs> But the, the, there's a you know a detriment to that. You replaced me as voice guy, so I mean I get it. I didn't do well enough to impress uh, you. No, there's there's. I have the draw of Jake Vatanen and Ben Hutton. I don't. Know I, I'd, I'd ask if you you might do a collab with Petey one day, but now that he has such uh, brand management, I don't know if you'll ever be able to. Yeah, it's gonna. It's gonna yeah, be tough you're not to quite. play. Yeah, I'm gonna take my uh my one song we did from two years ago on Run, but thank you, Adam. That's yeah. that's true. <laughs> His hype is unreal this summer. Eric, yeah, yeah. he's had himself yeah. like talk about like hot girl summer. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, real blow or glow up, whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Jordan Bowman dropped by, or Bowman dropped by to say Merry Holidays to everyone uh, at C4. Um, if you haven't seen it, I mean, we dropped in the C4 Discord. I, I tweeted from the C4 podcast. We actually did a um, Christmas story um video a few years back back when we did chb tv which was like the predecessor to, to what became c4 that clay and i started uh bowman's in it and like he re- reads the lines like a champ oh you could tell he knew what he's doing oh, matt you're matt you were really good in that video i must say oh Didn't yeah you have the line about the, the blind the yeah. blind refs yeah. yeah i remember that one yeah Very gifts for the refs even though they are blind you guys trying to get me still know the lyrics to this like yes. several years later. Yes. Okay. Every I, single Christmas, like it's like it's brand new. I do. It's it's good memories, but I had contemplated this year of actually trying to go and put together something similar, thinking that now, like you think back then, we had Ed set up the camera and he did all the editing and all that. Like trying to capture something like that would have been difficult back then, whereas now everyone can zoom. That so, is normal now. Yeah, so I was thinking, like, wouldn't it be cool if we could go and put something like that together? It's just, I'm far too busy, obviously, with Baby Force and the holidays, work, um, and apparently being a podcast addict creates time constraints, so. Yeah. Sorry. Mm. Maybe Mm. next year. Mm. Oh, man. Um, Before Clay goes, do we want to do this? Do a Canucks pun? Sure. Yeah, I know. Okay, so I got in trouble last year for these being too hard. So, but I'm hoping with more people and um, more people joining us on live stream, someone will get them. So they are Canucks Christmas carols. It's a mixture of Canucks and Christmas songs. So hopefully, with your great punning, Clay, you'll someone will get this. Okay, everyone ready? Yeah. This. <laughs> Very good. This new Canuck and his hard-shelled pals had a little trouble at the border where they were stuck far la 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 long time. Are we supposed to guess who it is? 
Yeah, but you have to guess the whole thing. So it's like a mixture of a song oh. and a cock. Oh, that's right. Deck the halls of Files of Holtby. Braden Holtby. Deck the halls of Braden Holtby. Yeah. I mean, it's Deck the Holtby, but yeah, well, that's good enough. Good job. Very good. Very good. Okay. Good teamwork, guys. We'll save the, yeah, we'll save more for later, but. Anna, when we release our song later this week, uh, we have a line about tortoises as well. So uh, make sure you look out for it. Perfect. I mean, that was like the story to keep us interested on Canucks Twitter for a while. It's a lot more peaceful than what's happened last past week. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're still we're learning. Yeah. Well, um, I think Sam might be coming in. Perfect. Even though I let the cat out of the bag. I just need to figure out how to get her to join. Okay. <laughs> like magic of the internet. Yeah, here, let me. Nope. So many, maybe not. So many. Nope. Do, I, do I bounce when she comes in? or? No, no, you can no. stay. I, I, heard, I heard the little beep, but yeah, yeah, no, I, don't, I don't see her. Well. So I, I, I let the cat out of the bag. Yeah, Sam will be joining us soon. Um, I don't see her. So maybe. Okay. Maybe Keep going. Do I need to the chat? There she is. There okay. she is. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Hi, Sam. Hi. Hey, Sam. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. So, do you have you have a holiday beverage there? I have a gin and tonic. Lovely. We have eggnog, and Adam has whiskey. Amen. Sam, I don't believe we met. It's a pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah, this is Adam, who is constantly unfit to podcast. (laughs) Except when we have a party, so now he's there. Yeah, I mean, it seems reasonable enough. And Sam, we've never met in person, but we tweet DM every single day in a good way. Nice to see you. Yeah, nice to see you, Clay. Two of the nicest people from Canucks Twitter right here. Yeah. I don't know. You're nice. Clay's nice. Clay's nicer than everyone, so like, there's no competition on that front. But I'm more of like a selective nice. <laughs> I think you're nice to people who are nice to you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. So I, I I let the cat out of the bag that you were joining us. Like I've tried to keep guests close to heart. The only one that I shared that was joining us was was Clay. But uh, you know, again, we already said that. Thanks for joining us for our, our holiday live show. Um, crazy times. Like I mean. We wanted this live show to be a whole lot of fun and good cheer. But it's been tough, hasn't it? Ish. I'm not trying to, you know, put you on the spot here, but I'm curious. Is it fair for us to just forget all that and talk about good times? Okay, please. Thank you. I'm making this awkward. Um, What are your thoughts on the season starting soon? Because it's like, what, less than what we said, less than a month. Three weeks now? Three and a half weeks? About three weeks, yeah. Sam? I I feel like I'm stuck in some kind of weird time warp where I have no sense of, like, when things are happening or what is happening. Like, I find it really hard to believe that Christmas is in four days. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I, I haven't quite wrapped my head around the season starting yet. It doesn't feel real. Yeah, well, neither has the NHL. Like, no one knows how it's going to happen. They're just like, it's happening. We'll just figure out how later on. Hmm. Seems reasonable. The, I think the, the part that 
is helping is the fact that the world juniors exist and sort of will be that entry in the transition. Um, but I want to, you know, I've, I've already called attention to those in the show. Um, how revolutionary listening to, to Michaela that uh, got that talk about sort of ho- the hockey experience, the player experience, the f- experience for the families, uh, specifically her, um, you know, throughout the pandemic season and how now I'm almost questioning, like, is this truly not necessary? Like, I love that it's coming, hockey's coming back. It's just at the same time, do I, as a person, am I okay with everything they have to go through? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm almost conflicted, I guess. Like, I, I and I, I want to encourage everyone who hasn't listened to it to listen to your, at least that episode, listen to your show. I love your show, as we've talked about. But that episode, next level. It's also now got me all upset about the experience that Michaela and Adam are going through on the return to Vancouver. Oh, my God, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if people I- don't know, they had a heck of a time getting here, and now apparently the place they're in had a leak while for months or something. So, Well, that's the thing. If you, like, have a different home every six months or so, like stuff happens and then you have to just deal with it. So it's, yeah. And it, then you might not even play here too, you know? So yeah. Yeah. It's kind of tough if you like move your whole, entire life to one city um, and your partner and whatever, and it's far from their family. And then it's like, okay, but I'm not here even. So yeah. Michaela is just Chris, one example. You make a good point too about like uh, everyone's got a different, even if it's not a vested interest, a different opinion, there are season ticket holders. There are people mm-hmm. who are families. There are people whose livelihood depends. So yeah, for every person that says, I'm so excited they're coming back. There's others saying, does this make sense? Short season, why not? You know, there's GMs that probably don't even agree. It's so, and owners, I should say, it's so crazy. And I think that's going to be the storyline for the, one of the storylines for the next month as we, as we gear up and ramp up. Right. I mean, yeah. Cause you know, from my selfish point of view was it better for my mental health when hockey was back yeah like that was normality to me but do I want that at the cost of like all these players mental health physical health um yeah all these other factors yeah maybe not that's not worth the cost and there's so much behind the scenes that we don't think about that it takes for them to be able to play like obviously the wives and partners and kids and things like that but also for non-players like trainers coaches all the staff at the rink who make it work like they're not getting paid millions of dollars but they're gonna have to be part of the process and that that's a lot that's a lot to put on people just bringing in a comment out of chat here um like anders had said how you know what the cadets are, are giving us like we refer to not Adam specifically, but sort of that caliber player as Jags, just a guy. Like we think about it as just a hockey player, but they're actually adding, in in my opinion, what Andrews is saying is this this face. They actually almost are sharing with us things that we don't all have not really considered. And then Sam, to what, the point you said, it we're, we often just think about players. That's it. Like we don't think about the families, we don't think about the coaches, the staff, the support, the trainers, and all of that. Everyone is 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 involved and they have to go through a lot and i don't think that's to take away from anything i i think for some reason or another so many people are going through tough situations but for some reason when it comes to professional sports it's like we flip that switch to no longer think about that yeah yeah i think that applies to a lot more than just covid be it social issues or anything Mm -hmm. 
I totally agree. Um, and it is a conflict, you know, like morally I want to say cancel the season or whatever. And I same thing happened before the bubble, but as soon as it started, like, of course I'm going to be on the couch cheering everybody on. Right. So I don't know. I have a really hard time balancing that. And I don't know if there's a, a right answer to that yeah. yet. at least. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Oh, well. But yeah, it's good to have more awareness, which I think we are doing, and hopefully that'll make us have better practices. I have less faith in the powers that be putting into practice those sort of better thoughts and things, but I'm hoping that, that there's a better awareness from a fan perspective, at least. Like, and, and there's a tricky pocket too, because as content creators, we never want the season just to go on simply for our podcast mm-hmm. or our our vlogs or whatever, yeah, yeah. but it obviously makes a big difference. So Sam, I truly, and I've, I've said this to you privately too, I, I'm impressed that you guys, you know, are bringing up more than just simple standings and line changes and, and line combo issues. You're, you're talking about real issues. And that's why I think your, your podcast has done so well when there hasn't been uh, any hockey to talk about. And so I want to give kudos to you that way. Whereas for me, I'm, I'm dying to come up with content every single day. Cause I only talk about the stuff that happens on the ice. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I think you've branched out a bit over the last six months, and it's been really interesting to see. Well, I appreciate I like that. It. Thank you. Thank you. Still riding Marie's coattails. We were talking about that just before. You <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw that picture that you tweeted out. It was like Marie, and I think it was Quinn Hughes, was it? That picture? Yeah, like, very funny. Yeah. You know, the tweet was supposed to be you and someone famous, not someone famous you have a picture of. Just That's true. That's true. Yeah, story <laughs> of my life. If you haven't seen the, the picture on Twitter, it, go to. Clay's Twitter account at Canuck Clay. You'll you'll see what I'm I'm referring to. Um, the thing I'm I, the, that's burning question. Are you ready for the holidays, Sam? It's four days away. Um, isn't it? No. So <laughs> so I have put together. I like do a hamper every year. I put together a hamper this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm taking care of that, and that I'm really excited about. And then last night, as I was like wrapping the stuff for the hamper, I was like, I actually haven't gotten anything. Like I haven't gotten anything for Jeff, my husband. I haven't gotten anything for any of my nieces. And I was like, well, I don't know. Four days is a lot of time. Like, <laughs> yeah, honestly, the fact that I like I'm done as of today or yesterday. And that's the like, that's the earliest I've ever been done ever. That's amazing. I'm usually buying up till like. It makes you feel any better. I'm right there with you. Like I, four days is like an eternity in 2020. So I think you have yeah. time still. So. Well, this like for me, like I, I finished on Friday. I don't think I can remember the last time I wasn't shopping the week leading up right to yeah. like, I'm doing stocking stuff on like Christmas Eve. I'm the guy that's hitting seven 11 at nine o'clock at night because what other op- options do I have? <laughs> I mean, so usually, like, I would be home for Christmas, so, like, I kind of have to be done at a certain time, but it's usually, you know, like, now or the 22nd. But this, like, to get stuff to the UK and shipped out, I had to be super organized. And I was super organized. I got, like, stuff sent to the, like, not the people it was for, but other people so that they could wrap it and be ready. And then yesterday the like whole of the southeast of the country went into lockdown so no one's seeing each other now so i'm just like okay yeah. someone else has your present but 
You'll get it at a different time. That's the thing. Like, even no matter how early you are this year, like I finished shopping a couple weeks ago, but half the purchases were purchases were online, and I have no idea if they're going to get here on time. Fifty fifty at best. Well, oh, yeah. a comment from every sports show here. This is the year where everyone gets a gift card. Yeah, I think that's totally fair for twenty twenty. <laughs> I so I okay I actually contemplated that and I'm like yeah oh, you know I it's not like I can't get stuff like I I can order it in um I actually went shopping like baby force and I went out and did a little shopping together um for a three and a half year old she was she was phenomenal I I was concerned how she would handle it because obviously wearing a mask and 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 following the lines much better than most people Aww. but uh, but I found it almost the most pleasant experience simply because there were fewer people. Now, I don't know. Maybe this is what it's... Where did you go, Chris? Well, so, I mean, I went out to Tawasin Mills, which, in fairness, is big, expansive, and isn't... Well, around the holidays it's been, but it's generally less full. Uh, Richmond Center, because it's nearby. Hmm. It It wasn't... Yeah, I made the mistake of going downtown and I ran into the anti masker march. Yeah, it was bad. I uh, I had to go to Metro Town to get some work gift cards for like various people, and that was a nightmare. So I like lucky you went to Twas Mills where it was empty, but I don't think that's a universal thing. It's pretty terrible still, and pretty horrible place to be, especially like when everyone is so close together. Tomorrow morning, Gil and I are doing our Costco run, but uh, we live in Richmond, as you guys know, so there's no way I'm going to that place. So well, we are going to go, so, go downtown. When I work downtown, I would I live, you know, I work five minutes from the downtown Costco. It's it's awesome. Yeah, you got to pay two bucks for parking, but it is never busy. I, I probably just jinxed myself. I live right above that Costco, and it is a dream. We just walk in, walk out all okay. the time. Yes. Well, I'm going to come see you at around 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Then, if that's cool. <laughs> it, it's funny, Clay. You mentioned Costco. Like, I, I think I, I, you and I were chatting. How I was going like first thing Saturday morning. I would yes. sometimes have to line up. I would get in, and you had said go around dinner time. So what I started to do is on days where I had to pick up uh, baby force from daycare, she and I would hit Costco like Thursday night dinner time. It was a breeze. Last week I went to, on Thursday. It it was not a breeze. I was able to get in, but it's the first time I actually had to line up to pay. And I we had lined up almost to the freezers. Yeah. And then I got directed to the self-checkout, which at Costco isn't really a self-checkout. It's still a person that does it. Like it's, you know, is what it is. Um, okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. We actually had a show question from Anders. What's your Christmas w- Christmas wish list for the Canucks? Um, a really, really, really cheap 
second line winger. Okay. We have one. His name's Jake Rattan. Yeah. <laughs> Not cheap enough, I would say. <laughs> Anyone else? I mean, while we're wishing for things, I mean, I'd wish for the Stanley Cup, but I mean, we're wishing for things, so it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> Adam? Uh, it's a great question. I would just like to have a season that doesn't want to make me pull my hair out. That's all. All right. Fair. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Clay? But they need health. I don't think they're deep enough anywhere. Um, and uh, one or two injuries on either position, yep. even in goaltending, um, they're going to be in trouble. So they need health. Sam? Can I just wish for the entire fourth line to disappear and be replaced magically? You'd fit on on C4. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, when your drags aren't jags, like yeah. you're doing something wrong. I I want for them to be providing us the same style of playing production we saw in the return to play. Like maybe a little bit more than sort of what we got against Vegas because obviously production was starting to wane there. But like what we saw there was was definitely a spark. And my hope is is that that continues. We got another uh, show question here. This one from Faber, and I apologize if missed others. What's your top six look like? Lots of different options. Leave it to Faber to actually really want us to get into the analysis. I know. What the top six look like? <sighs> I mean, I'll go first and say that the lotto line, like, almost certainly starts the season. Okay, there's um, one. Yeah. Um, and then we've got Bo, Tana, and another... <sighs> I mean, I think that's I, the only area of intrigue at this point, right? That's the thing. Like, who knows? Could be Sven Berchi playing his way onto a yeah. second line spot. I think that's a pretty long reach, but like, I also think it's a reach to say that Jake is permanent second line material. He would have to show oh, up yeah. in this. I'm going for option C. Nils Hoglander in the top six at some point throughout the year. You think so? I mean, I'd love to see it. I don't think it's going to start that way for sure, no, but I, I think it's sure that could too. end that way. Yeah. Faber wants names, Anna. Well, I mean, I gave names. I just don't have one answer. I think it'll be a rotating spot. Like Louis, Jake. <sighs> I Yeah, maybe Hoglander, but like really, I don't think that's going to be a realistic start to a season anyway. Like, so I think this is going to make me want to pull my hair out. Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. I think, like, Hoglander, they, like, especially if there's a taxi squad type scenario, they don't want to put Hoglander in that. They'd rather him play a full season in Utica, presuming they have an AHL full season. Before we continue, we're actually going to add to our top six and make it a seven, because guess who just showed up? It is the Stanchion himself. Welcome, Wyatt. Look at the oh. Buffalo Sabres classic yeah. jersey. Yeah. And he's got the Bills hat on. Something about All Buffalo. All Buffalo. On right now. <laughs> it's, it's another city in this heartbreak. Good week, good week for Buffalo fans. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. Wyatt and I co-own a Mark Messier jersey. That it is, is our burden of the in world. in a garbage bag in my so, That's where it belongs. Why do you have joint custody of a Messier <laughs> Does what does the jersey get visitation rights with one of you on certain weekends and stuff like that? It's only uses for humiliating other people. 
So whoever has a need for it gets to use it. Yeah, it's, it's a weapon we use when uh, people have been bad, including ourselves. So. <laughs> so if I have someone in my fantasy football league who's coming last, can I use that jersey to bestow shame upon them? It's the exact purpose. That's what this jersey okay. is for. All yeah. right. See, the system <laughs> works. The person who lost our fantasy hockey pool has agreed to do the sun run next year in the Messier jersey. Oh, oh, I, I would I would not enter such a such a pool. Yeah, so is this where it came from? Like a fantasy punishment? Is that how it came about? Yes. Yeah, someone on Twitter was like offered it up to us and um we just both jumped to the chance because we both had the same idea of using it as punishment. And uh, yeah, so now it's, uh, it's definitely joint custody. Mostly, it's mostly was fantasy kind of based things, but it can be used for anything, really. All right. Yep. Oh, wow. Very good. That is based. the 2020 of Jazzies. <laughs> yeah. Wyatt, break it out. And, uh, if our roller hockey league ever gets going once again, bring it out. Oh, jeez. If we had to wear that every time we lost the finals, I'd be wearing it all the time. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> At least you guys make the finals. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't. It's not Ooh. a good thing. <laughs> wow. I didn't expect, like, roller hockey, like, trash talk to be coming well, it's, out. It's how Wyatt and I met, actually, aside from the, the vlogging and the podcasting. That's how we, we, we play roller hockey. Yeah. But their team... Their team wipes uh, wipes the the floor with us for sure. We're very Vancouver centric as well, though, because we always choke in the finals. So we just we won <laughs> once in our entire history, and it's just yeah. Why don't get into it? You're holding up the uh, the standards of Vancouver hockey. Oh, exactly. Yeah, would have it either way. Yeah. Um, speaking of Messier jerseys, uh, Andrew shared a fun fact. A buddy of his lives in Edmonton has an Orca Messier signed by Mark. Uh-huh. Okay, now you got to be careful because Messier might sue him to get that jersey back. He's very vigilant, yeah. so just be very careful. <laughs> Yeah, I cannot believe that. Like, seriously, like, <sighs> just expecting everything he touches to turn to gold. It's always the same thing. It's like, I've improved the value of this dramatically. I'm like, dude, did you really improve like a cannabis company in 2020? I, I don't think you did. <laughs> yeah. I think they did their own work there. Yeah. <sighs> we didn't we didn't finish the who's in the top six question because I, I wanted to, okay. to get the stanchion in instead of just waiting in the... I don't know what it looks like in the weight room when you can't join, so... I can see you all. I'm just kind of faded out like Marty McFly in Back to the Future. Like, I don't know if I'm going to or not. Okay, well, I, I I made sure your parents kissed at the... Thank you. Yes. On, you know, under the sea dance or whatever I it appreciate is. that. You're welcome. Um, Adam, who's in your top six? Um, God, I don't know. I want to say... I don't know. My gut... I don't want to say it, but my gut says Louie's going to be there to start the season. <laughs> See, I don't get any indication that that would be the case. Well, it's how the season ended. Was he in the top six? I don't. I when seem to think he, like, didn't he didn't end up there when Tafoli got injured again. It was just Louis kind of popped back in for a bit. I can't remember. If that's yeah, just, but you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It gives me Travis Green's break glass in case of emergency weapon. Well, like if, yeah. if it's a depth issue, that makes sense. I just, even when he came into the lineup for the defoliant job, I don't recall him being in the top six. For some reason, I had him on the, like the third line. Nah, he was playing with both for half the playoffs. Are we sure Bo didn't would drop to the third line for some silly reason? <laughs> I mean, who knows? Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Clay? I think uh, if they don't sign anyone, I think, I think, I don't know. I, I could see Jake playing with Bo and uh, Pearson to start off, but I think um, I think Hoglander has a shot maybe join the team later in the season. And I know we're all waiting for Puckles and season to end, but to start the season, I I wouldn't be surprised if Vertanen's there on the right, even for a little bit. 
How about you, Sam? I want to start by saying to Chris Faber <laughs> that if anyone saw the video on the broadcast Twitter this morning where I was basically like, I can't remember the names of anyone on the team. Oh. <laughs> A really mean question for me. Um, so this this could actually be him trying to get you, but doing it like next level by introducing the question for us to ask, totally potentially. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's next level evil. Um, <laughs> I would have loved to see Tyler Toffoli in the top six. Uh-huh. Wouldn't we have all? And, um, I think Tyler Toffoli would have been liked to have been in the top six. <laughs> yeah. That So that was fun. Mm-hmm. Um I, you know what? I'm going to have to say Jake as well. Yeah. I don't like it, but I don't like any of the options. So. No, it's the only answer we have. <laughs> there you go. How about you, Stanch? Where do you have the top six uh, panning out? I think, I don't think they're going to start with a lot of line. I think Bess is going to help that second line out. I think it's Jake's time. I think, I think Tyler Myers has got him on a diet. has got him running again. I think under his mm-hmm. wings, he's going to come in. I do hope, like if Jake does come in, I hope he comes in like in the best shape of his life. It, clearly this is his best chance he's going to have with Toffoli going. So I'm hoping he takes it seriously. And we've seen it before, kind of like Cassian's career obviously was a bit different what happened with him, but his kind of went off the rails and he kind of found it back a bit. Mm-hmm. There's a point in your life where like maybe you kind of realize this could be like my last chance to really have that impact. And if say he does love playing in Vancouver, like you have to think that he sees it could be his last chance to kind of make that impact he wants so i'm going to give a bit of faith in jake and i think he's going to at least start the season in the, the top six at least show up at training camp in shape yeah. for once <laughs> this is his best shot for yeah. sure like like yeah it's just like they're auditioning for a top six spot and they've said okay you like have at it and they've given him a mentor and new stepdad Myers. so yep so, and I was actually, that was what I was going to point out is he has someone who's, it's kind of like what the Sedin sort of did in what happened to the, not so much happened to the Sedin, it's a different situation, but you have players that teach you how to prepare, how to come in, get on the ice skating hard. I think Jake is going to have a, a stellar season. Um, for those who are in C4 Discord, Hercules, I don't know if you're still there in chat. This might be your year, buddy. Uh, for those yeah, who don't know, he, Jake he is. Yeah, he he will he will go to the ends of Earth for JV eighteen. Chris, over under on goal seventeen and a half for Jake. Yeah, I'm smashing the over. I'm going to over. Over. Right. Yeah, I mean, if he's if he's a Vancouver Canuck and he's healthy, um, fifty six games. Fifty six games. Oh, no, I, right. Well, fifty six games. Crap. <laughs> no, you know, I think it's if it's, second, if it's a second line and if he's there and he stays there. I can see that because that probably also means he's getting special teams. I don't know. I was just thinking if he's getting power play time or not. I, mean, I think you'd see him on the second. I think he would get power play time by default just because there's yeah. so few options. But, but yeah, no, okay. Yeah, I, I, now that I'm thinking 56 games, maybe not, but I had committed to the over, so I'm going to say yes. All right. Yeah, I'm probably doubting now. I remembered 56 games. This is best shot. This is best shot for sure. Anyone else with an over or an under? I think he's Sorry, 17, 17 on the dot. 17 on the dot. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, okay, Anna, I think we're, we're due for holiday puns. All right. Okay, well, we got enough people here now, so hopefully someone will get one of these. I should try and pick an easier one. All right. Um, so these are my Canucks Christmas carols. It's a mixture of a Christmas song and a Canuck jammed together like super punny style all right um there's a good chance i used one of these last year but 
bear with. All right, this up-and-coming Utica D-man is about the right age to appreciate this millennial pop Christmas banger. Tell me, does he get on a sp- does he get a spot on the team this year? I know um, who it is. I just don't know the pun. Tell me, does he get a spot on the team this year? So there's a Christmas carol to be had here. Sutner, tell me. Sutner, tell me. Good job. Uh, I would not have gotten that. <laughs> well done, Taylor. Then. That was oh, really good. I really uh, expected like Faber to get that one. I, I don't like, know if I know that song. Quads are obsessed with it. It's Ariana Grande. Uh, okay. You've yeah. heard it, Adam. You've heard it. You've heard it. I'm sure I have. Yeah. Okay. So it's not that's that killed me. That's Ariana Grande, not Christmas related. Where is it? Yeah. I don't know. It's called Santa, Santa, Santa Tell Me. It's called Santa Tell Me. <laughs> I imagine it's Christmas related. Sure. Santa Tell Me. I don't know. Whatever. I'm old. Okay, I do have ones based on older songs. Do you want an older one? I'm probably not old enough, but let's go ahead. Okay. Um, okay. It's starting to seem like, actually, yeah, it's beginning to look a lot like this veteran center is better in the room than on the ice. You want to you read that one back again? Yeah, I'll go slower. <laughs> It's starting to seem like, no, it's beginning to really look like this veteran center is a lot better on in the room than on the ice. No. It's be- beginning to look a lot like Christmas? Yeah, Adam. Thank you. Thank you. Good All job. Right. <laughs> Sorry to that, say. One, that one's a stretch with the, like... Uh, <laughs> This is, like, but. this is why C4 is the longest running podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's this yeah. type of content. Chris, why do you always put that in quotes on Twitter? I'll never understand that. Well, okay. <laughs> well, actually, thank you for asking. Um, I put it in quotes because I'm pretty sure we are. That's <laughs> I just don't know for certain. Like ah, I was okay. I was thinking, like, okay, I'll use like Stancher, for instance. I mean, you you and Bowman have been podcasting, I want to say as long as I have. It's 2012. Yeah, and you and I just the difficulty is do I count because you have a couple podcasts? Yeah, and they had a break; they don't count anymore. That was that wasn't a break. It was just, you know thinking about life for a bit, and uh, yeah, we switched. We switched. You guys are way more consistent than us. We're not consistent at all. So and so like that, it's stuff like that. And then like I know like pucks on net, we have them beat by like a couple of months. Like Clay and I started this the end of June in thirteen. Was it Clay? Do you remember? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, and then. Um, uh, Pucks on Net, they started that September, so we had a couple months on them. And then from there, there's been many that have come and then many that have pod faded. So I say longest running because if someone were to say, no, you're not, and here this is, I can say there's an asterisk. It's the quotation marks. Uh, I think we own it, though. I think we what just... a thorough explanation <laughs> I think of longest we running. Just own it. Well, like Faber, Faber goes out and tweets out like, oh, we've got like, we're this, we're that, we're, you know top 10 in the world and we're out there tweeting out we're top 10 in moldova so <laughs> hey we're huge in andorra so angola. Oh, sorry angola sorry <laughs> who are you I think yeah. at this point you might as well just run with longest running like no one's corrected you it, 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 it's, it could be no one's corrected me because i'm not relevant <laughs> <laughs> well then like take that like we'll take it <laughs> 
That's, that's why I've added like we're the longest running best mediocre Canucks. Okay. Podcast. Also, can I just uh, say that Georgia Twist has come up with a way better Canucks pun? It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Yeah, it didn't take long, Anna, for someone She's to talk. She's only saying that because we literally forgot he was in our potluck section. Even after you interview. <laughs> Tyler. Is, is okay. Has has Tyler Tyler's been replaced now? Like is, is or has he still got like a special place? Like here at C4, we have friends of the show. And yeah. essentially qualification is you guest. So like everyone here is now a friend on the show. Whereas broadcast, I mean you had Mock Girl Summer, Tyler Mott was it, and then you had Michaela got it, and you just keep knocking it out of the park. So how does that work? Is there a hierarchy in guests there? I like to treat all of our guests equally. Uh-huh. God, you give such uncomfortable questions, Chris. Don't make people ask we do have, like, their guests. I, what do I do? I'm awkward. I feel like I might be jinxing this, but we have like we have a few guests possibly lined up that will be really good, but I'm not allowed to say. And also, I think I might have just jinxed us. So it may just never happen. <laughs> no. No, yeah, but do you guys bring clay on every once in a while? Like, <laughs> Yeah, obviously. No, they don't need to. They they get. I, sorry, I mean, sure. <laughs> I might be too old for demographic. Yeah, yeah. I'm, it's funny. Me and Dave Nordham, uh, big fans of obviously what Sam and them are doing. But uh, I like how Dave always uh, says in a in a good way, fun way, that he's kind of like not their target audience, but he loves everything that they do, and rightfully so. So it's pretty cool. Dave is totally our target audience. Target audience <laughs> is just like people who want to have a good time and want to be inclusive and are just like good people. Yeah, totally. Awesome. I mean, I'm not even the target audience for my own podcast. So <laughs> like, I wouldn't worry about it. Too much. What are you talking based, about? I don't based like, on the adverts that we do. Well, I'm sorry, but I still do not know why your manscaped ad did not go. That was not my decision. I submitted it. I'm still hurting about that. I'm sorry. I wish I could make it up for you. Do you, do you have such problems on your show there, Stanch? Uh, that would require us advertising or getting sponsors. So I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Uh, <laughs> we're still looking for Werther's to, to come to us. So yeah, I think we're not getting doing the hustle. Like look at the uh, Canucks conversation. They're so good at hustling and that stuff. I always respect them. For well, they're, they're giving out like neutral vodka jerseys and like Mike's hard right now or something. Like yeah. That. Like they're all like, they're doing such a good job. Like I wish I'd had that kind of hustle in me when I started up, but like, I just don't have it. So like, I just appreciate what they do. So like I said, we're pretty, you know, we have a, a small community of people that have listened to us for a long time. We love that. And like, that's kind of what we've talked about like you know people love us that's awesome and like i think if we did go bigger we lose a lot of what makes this kind of what we fun of what we do like we've talked before like hey like we, we've, we've talked to tsn and that stuff but like there's a lot of stuff in place where it'd be like it would make us run of the mill and we're not good enough to be run of the mill like nothing against that like some people are really good at very professional very like front forward and i can't do that style because obviously like i just want to make fun of bowman the entire time so like that's our dynamic so for us like i think our small you know kind of sample size is what we want and so it's Kind of, yeah, that's the fun I get out of it. It's kind of like getting to talk to people and people like who've been there the entire time, just, you know, having the inside jokes and all that jazz over the years. So I want to ask another very awkward question. This is, I know, it's what I do. Yeah. If you're a podcast that goes mainstream, yeah. are you still a podcast? What? So like, for instance, I would argue that your, your 650 and your 1040 shows, because they all produce podcast content. Listen yep. to the show live or tune in on your favorite you know, podcast player. If you're a podcast that goes mainstream, because we've seen this happen, like um, 
Halford and Bruff is a great example. I mean, I, these guys are phenomenal. I enjoy listening to them, but they, they were podcasters and gone professionals. We don't consider them podcasters anymore, do we? This is a great question. I'm going to use this opportunity to take a bathroom break, though. So, <laughs> think about that. I mean, and the reason yes, we got we got power players here. We've got C4 and three, you know, content creators that are leaders and examples for us to aspire to. It's almost like the blogger writer question in a sense, like mm-hmm. when you start being a blogger and that stuff. So there's like a level of like probably nuance there that I, I mean. I think with Halford Bruff, like if you're on the radio and like the radio just takes that and puts it on the podcast, you're probably viewed as a radio guy like Halford Bruff are now. Um, yeah, I guess really, I guess if you're just asking my gut feeling as podcasters, there are still people trying to make their way kind of in their own independent way in the world. Whereas I feel like people on the radio kind of have more of a mainstream, mm-hmm. someone over their shoulder type of thing. So, because like Joe Rogan, biggest podcast in the world on Spotify, he's a podcaster to us, right? Yeah. So I think there is a level of like probably mainstream has more of a corporate touch to it, if I would say. Yeah. Well, and that's like I, I got. And, I just want to point out, I'm not taking away from someone who is then on sort of mainstream, like if you're on radio or what have oh, you. Oh, no, no, not at all. Like to me, there's sort of a difference. Um, and that's, you know, I'll, I'll use like, um, well, I mean, some of it's yourself, but like Harrison Mooney, for instance, um, even PJ, um, Daniel, like these are from sort of my blogger, our blogger area. These are people who have successfully done their job so well that they've now gone up and aspired and got these these positions. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just this sort of, are you still that blogger? And maybe that's a good point. Maybe you are, maybe you're not. It's, who are we to decide? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, it's 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 such a weird thing because when I first started writing like back in the days of the contest, like I was a lot looser and more, uh, like I'm always a bit jokey based, but I was a bit more kind of like, I would take more risks if you want to say. And and once you kind of get into the like, oh, now that you're working with the problems, we're working with the athletic, like they do have restrictions on you and you can't do as much. And I know stories of other guys who have made it along with me who are like, oh yeah, I got trouble for doing that. And the Canucks are like, you know, they, they don't necessarily threaten you with revoking your access, but it's kind of like hinted at, a little wink, you know. Be ashamed if you lost that press pass. Okay, I get it, right? So, so there's definitely a level, especially if, like if you're coming in, like the, some of the hardest things at Daily Hive and um, you know Canucks are manager can attest, trying to get access to Canuck room when you're not like, you know, the province. Like it was Look so it tough. Off, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, they they want to be able to lay out someone if you do something wrong and they don't trust yeah. the blog, which is fair enough. I'm sure there's some level to it, but like it's really tough to get in there. So I've definitely changed my style over the years of like being a little bit less free flowing and like kind of like just taking a joke out to think about a lot. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of that kind of just goes into what you're talking about. Like, I think like there's just a change when you're working for a more mainstream thing that even me, one of the guys who's like, I'm super unprofessional in that sense. I'm very like, whatever, <laughs> like, look at my armies. I'm doing fucking, oh, sorry, I swore. I'm so sorry. I don't know your rules here. <laughs> it's it okay. It's just a, it's a, live it's show. a check. It's a check okay. Okay. Don't apologize to us. Apologize to Clay. Sorry, Clay. That's TTP. That's a TTP show stuff. Um, no, we're good. We're good. The fudging. Um, yeah. So, you know, I just have to like right there. I have to adapt for your show. Like I just have to adapt certain things. And even now with the athletic, like the editors there, they edit it a lot harder than the problems ever used to promise it go ahead do what you want um, as we could all saw like when, when me and botch would put in articles tons of mistakes uh now they'll edit it and like we had like sometimes i'll take out jokes i'll get so mad about it so it's like it's a different beast now but that's like what happens right. when you go up the ladder but like people go to your armies for different things than like drance's armies it's not to say yes. that yours is like the joke armies or like not real but like it's different and i think that's what people enjoy that's different yeah, it's, def- it's definitely a different style, and like it's you know coming into it when botched did his thing. Obviously, I can never recreate that, never want to try. But the one thing I want to kind of 
recreate is the involving the community, involving what's going on Twitter and kind of that whole community aspect. And I'll obviously do my Paul Crusher fun references because that's just how that's if you ever ask me what's your natural way of writing, that would be it. Because I always like remember Bill Simmons. I first read his books a long time ago, like on the Red Sox, and I was blown away that someone could speak about sports like if you're talking to someone in a locker room i'm like this guy's professional and he gets to do this i was like this is amazing right that's what i want to do so that'll always be my style like i was like i think when you first get in the business like back in the contest days i was writing articles all the time and like you know if you're writing every day trying to get noticed you're writing for work and like if you don't have a good idea in mind you'll still force an article out because you're trying to work you're trying to produce content and i've gotten to the point now where i just want to do things that i enjoy because I'm, I'm luckily in a good spot where i can do that and the army is a perfect vehicle for that where it's like it doesn't feel like i'm just producing work for the sake of doing work it's kind of like art to me in that sense so like i'm 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 really privileged to be in the spot i'm in chris can i ask a guest on guest question is that okay oh yeah that's because as you can see the way i ask questions there ain't no rules <laughs> uh why actually it's funny chris just before you ask that podcasting question Wyatt, i was going to ask you um since you started working for uh writing i should say for the athletic how, do you now have to change the way you approach your article even before you write it or do you just kind of still do your thing but know that there's gonna be more kind of edits and more, you know, you know, creative uh, feedback back, you know, I, I always find that nuance really interesting. Yeah, I think if you, I mean, I'm pretty, I follow the rules pretty good in life. And I'm generally like very like laid back. And I don't try and push many buttons. I just don't like, I'm not yeah. confrontational as a person, but when it comes to my articles, I will go like tooth and nails for it. Cause it's like, that's what the people expect from me. And it's, it, this is me on a paper. So if I put my article in and they edit it out and all of a sudden it's a different article, then I get really mad. Cause it's like, say I want to get a job somewhere else. And I'm like, well, your articles didn't do so well. Cause that's not like, Take it for example, the playoffs last year. Uh, they let me go go all out, They're like do what you want, and that was the first time they didn't like edit everything because they just didn't have time. So I got to do my real style, and and obviously the playoffs helped because everyone's excited about winning. But like that was a bit better feedback in that sense. So I will fight, and I'll I'll put it through what I want, and then unfortunately I hate reading my own stuff, but I'll read through it and I'll see jokes are gone, and I'll complain to my editor, and they'll complain to their editor. And, like <laughs> it's a whole political stuff where everyone's like fighting and stuff because because it never makes sense. So if you're an editor at the Athletic, you're there, and a lot of them have like actual like I've worked in the New York Times, I work here, like these places that are like very journalistic, very heavy and that stuff. They see this guy with these weird riffs that of a market they don't quite understand because they're from the east, they're like what is this guy talking about? They just take it out, and because for them, if a joke gets through, that gets them in trouble that's on them right there so i understand from their end that it makes sense that they want to protect themselves but they also have to understand that the armies and the privacy and the athletics where it came from is a very special unique article yeah and our market is very interesting so you can't do what they're yeah. doing like our, our our market is fine with these jokes that we're doing and i've never gone to the point where i'm like i'm gonna try and do like get like an edgy racist joke in there that's never been my style anyway so i want them to kind of trust me like i'm just doing weird pop culture like i made a joke once here's the weirdest story i made a joke once about brian allen who used to be a canuck and he was always very injury prone and i made a joke about that in the armies so an editor who's never heard of brian allen googles it and there was this really unfortunate case of a kid whose mom died named brian allen and he thought i was making fun of that and so he ripped out and he sends like how could you do that and i'm like what brian allen like what's he's just a player man like he got injured a lot and we didn't talk about it directly so for like a month he thought i was this big a-hole who was like i'm gonna do a joke about some kid's mom who died I'm like no that's not what i did but that's what happens you got a guy who doesn't know this market doesn't know the players you can have those kind of you know disconnects so it's definitely been an interesting journey compared to what was in the province well, hmm. I'm, I'm actually curious because, like, you know, when you talk about the we have the Provies, the armies. Um, if we go see predecessor of that, like CHB, pump our own uh, tires. We had uh, TGAT, Liz Moffitt started out the game according to Twitter. Um, Daniel and uh, Harrison had, I watched this game. Like, you had that sort of short form style. I think even PJ yeah. had something similar. Is that something that exists in other markets to the extent? Because it, it, it pretty much everyone had a form of, you know, post game. Uh, or I watch this game, however, which you look at it, 
similar short form pulling concepts from Twitter inside jokes. And it's almost like we all sort of talk to each other. Like we got the culture. Yeah. Like Vancouver, Vancouver is such a weird market that people just don't get. And it always has been very, very internet savvy. It's kind of been at the front. It's a very strong internet community. Um, like I think when the province, like kind of, they kind of got that vibe from people. So that's when they first introduced the province. It was just, it was initially just a short form in the paper and they had a road chain between like Kuzma and Willis and stuff. But obviously their styles didn't work with it until Botch kind of saw how the market yeah. was working. Like Blotch is really good at recognizing things that were working and, and taking off with it. So we ran with it. And yeah. you're right. Like there is something with this market where like, we're just like, even Friedman will talk about it. How like, how just weird we are uh, and how like we will have the weirdest fights. But if someone goes after us, we all kind of band together to kick them up yeah. the door. I mean, like, don't forget that Bodge came from outside too. And he just like immersed himself in the market and totally understood what it was all about. Because I think we are weird. We're out in the West by ourselves. Like we're not near any other city in Canada. Yeah. And like we're, constantly thought of as like trodden upon and all that so like it's part of our brand before we bring something when the tsn guy or sportsnet guy will say something on air and then right away he'll say okay now i'm gonna get all the canucks fans coming at me because for better or worse there is that reputation that we're passionate we know our stuff and we don't mind going at each other and others (laughs) before we bring in our next guest though just on the own botch do you know that botch in his early days was actually blocking people on twitter um, I remember going to a social media meeting that like uh, Kevin Kinghorn at the, the Canucks was running like to get their fan zone going and Botch was seeing the press box. And so for all of us, like, Oh my God, it's Jason Botchford. This is awesome. Like we were, we were awestruck because Botch is just sitting down in press row and the Canucks are practicing the ice. And then it became like, Oh, he blocked me. He blocked me. He blocked me. And I remember Richard Mosey 19 was like, yeah, I don't know why he blocked me. And so the big thing was he was, he had not blocked me, which goes to the point where I kind of feel I wasn't relevant enough and maybe, <laughs> but then he got it once he figured it out man i don't think botch blocked anyone in fact so, yeah. i remember being like the moment he followed me i was in wilsden junction station in northwest london on the way to work and i got this like notification being like botchford followed you and i was like oh my god it was, it was a badge of honor moment yeah. um speaking of badges of honor though it's when you know someone like sat drops into your your live show oh, I, I gotta go i can't <laughs> i just refuse <laughs> welcome sat to the madhouse what is going on merry christmas what's happening yeah merry christmas to you we are we're just sort of talking about the the vancouver market how the armies and podcasting and bloggers and connects twitter all seems to have a thing that doesn't relate anywhere else. And as I, you know what, Stan, you pointed out every time that sort of like connects Twitter or that unites, it's an amazing thing. Like every so often there's that moment where it doesn't matter which polarized side you're on. Suddenly everyone's like, okay, don't you dare. It's like, it's kind of like family. Like, yeah, I call my brother names, but trust me, you insult either one of us and gosh, darn it. Chris and Will are coming at you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I always say like when people make fun of Vancouver, like other markets, I'm like, you guys can't do it nearly as well as we do to ourselves. So like, don't even bother. Like, don't even try. <laughs> so true. Well, it's just it's always so passionate, right? And and people, but the thing is, is people have really decided what they want to say before they go on Twitter, and the experience has kind of become, you know, you come to plant your flag as opposed to coming in, you know, changing your mind. So it, it kind of adds to the lore because you have the sides firmly entrenched in their opinions a lot of them bad of course too and in a lot of aggressive ways but mm-hmm. i think stanch is right i mean uh, we are well equipped to fight any other fan base because we deal with their infighting constantly on a daily basis oh gosh so uh, you know back on hockey uh 
your world's getting back into the world of Vancouver Canucks NHL in a few weeks' time. Are you ready? Man, excited. Yeah, really excited. It's, I mean, uh, you see what happens when we have too much time on our hands not watching hockey. I mean, football, but, yeah. <laughs> football has been great, but obviously having hockey back is awesome. And, you know, get back to a lot of the same arguments. So the fights you see now will just continue on and in different <laughs> ways <laughs> moving forward. Oh, great. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. Like, I think, I think it's a, you know, we'll see which way the team goes, obviously, but with the storylines of following Pedersen, following Hughes and seeing these young guys and what they can accomplish. There's so much fun now watching a Canucks game. So like, I think, I think we're all excited to go to watch games and be thrilled by what we see on the ice and then bicker about everything off the ice. So this question actually was asked earlier. I'm going to ask you, who's your top six for the Vancouver Canucks? Uh, uh, if I say Louis Erickson, would everybody be really mad? That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if Louis is going to actually play. I think early in the season they'll give Jake a chance. Everything I hear is that Jake's in really good shape and he's worked hard this off season. And and you know we've heard those stories in the past, but knowing Travis, his mo usually is he sends a message early in camp, or he gives somebody dangles a carrot and lets them run with it for a bit. Right? We even saw with Gold Open early in the season a couple of years ago, and. You know, people liked what they saw, a lot of people didn't, but, you, you know, at least he got the run for the first 20, 30 games and then abruptly came to an end and it changed. So I, I would guess that Jake gets the chance early in the season and, you know, everything else kind of stays intact. Pedersen on the top line. Hot take. You heard it here first. Pedersen is playing on the Canucks top line. <laughs> Who was it that said Pedersen isn't, like, a top-tier player? Um I can't remember. Like they comment, they someone out east had made a comment that you know Pedersen's a good player, but like he wasn't at the same level as. I was say it was just recently someone out east. Was it not Steve Simmons, or was that him talking about Quinn Hughes versus? No, that was Quinn Hughes. That's right. Yeah, sorry. I just talking of you know moments to unite Canucks Twitter. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, Peter, Peter will build in the top line. Canucks Twitter versus Simmons doesn't seem like a fair fight. No, no, I mean. I understand the thing with Pedersen is because people want to see him pile up the points, right? And they're like, well, he's not Connor McDavid. He's not this guy. He doesn't have, you know, he doesn't score one, you know, 1.5 points every game or whatever it is, right? But how he plays as a two-way player, I think that's what we appreciate here in the city. You see how valuable his player is. You saw in the playoffs. I think anybody who watched the playoffs and understands hockey to even a rudimentary sense knew that player was one of the best players on the ice, if not the best player in most of the games he played. It was undeniable when you saw it, and you saw the impact he had on the game and how he adjusts. So I think if somebody says he's not in the same conversation as the best players in the league, it's either, you know, trolling to get Canucks fans getting after them and on Twitter, which gives them enough run that, that, that they're looking for, or they're just not watching close enough. I mean, currently, that's... No, I was just going to say, there's no way you can, like, equate him to Connor McDavid where the whole team is set up, like, yeah. around him. And it's just a, such a big differential between players. So it's just a strange measure. Yeah. Sorry, Tanch. Pedersen Petter, actually pays attention to his own end, so that's why he's yeah. different than Connor. So. <laughs> uh, but I will say that... that uh, it's true, though. It's true. Uh, uh, I will say that it comes to, like... Obviously, everyone's competitive in the NHL. They had to work really hard to get there. Um, but there's something about Pedersen, like, when he is mad about losing... 
he focuses it in in a good way. Some people kind of get rattled when he's no good, but when he like thinks he's screwed up, or it's like he just focuses and like he gets to become, he gets a better player. Like he's something about him where like I love watching play hockey because I know if he screws up or he gets scored on, he's gonna find a way to elevate his game. And not everyone can do that, and that's what I really appreciate about Pedersen. Totally. Stan just getting love in chat right now. There was a conversation earlier in C4 Discord as to Connor McDavid and whether he was a, a sound uh, defensive player. Uh, <laughs> okay, don't get me wrong. I love I love Todd Bertuzzi. Was a great as Odan, and Connor McDavid doesn't need to be good as Odan. He's doing so much good at their end. But if you're looking at like what's the one of the pros of Pedersen, like actually so good. Like we've seen him make amazing plays in his own end. Like the Steens were good in Odan too, but Pedersen's a different level. Like he will make, I've never seen players do this where they will dive. And most of the time when a player dives, like the X are that, they're out of position. He dives in the most precise manner where he'll get the puck and get back up again. Like there's something about him where like he's never out of control, even though he's doing out of control things. It's so weird. Well, he's also great, right? Like he's he's one of those guys that's wired at this point to be an all-time great. Like it's you see these like once you encounter a lot of these athletes over the years, you've seen them. There are guys who really care, then there are guys who are elite, and then there are guys who truly want to be considered the best, and they strive to be in the same conversation. I think now that Pedersen has realized what he can accomplish and the kind of run he gets, you see how he how he goes about his branding. Like it's very methodical and it's very much trying to portray what he's trying to accomplish and achieve in the future. I think he's really driven to be a superstar and be amongst the best ever play of the game. And I think that's super exciting for the fan base because when was the best time to be a track fan? It's when they were striving to be great, when they were striving for excellence. You have a player who embodies that. Sad, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, I remember his first year here, maybe it was English or maybe we weren't used to his competitive drive. A lot of people thought he was a little prickly or a little bit yeah, kind of standoffish. Then we get to appreciate how good he is and how much he wants to win. And I saw, you know, I, I never get to go in the locker room. I'm not media, but I once in a while I'll volunteer at these golf tournaments. And he was getting mad this year, Jake Milford, because the person that was put with him was not that good of a golfer. And he was visibly... Wow. for his round yeah it was it was you know that's not something i'm gonna tweet well although i just did it here but it was just really really funny because it just showed you how competitive he is absolutely i just will say that i do think canadians maybe are not used to the like dry kind of european sensibility because right away i found him super engaging and smart yeah. and clever in interviews and i just think it took us a like the market a while to get used to that I mean, on that note, like, in, not a tweet, but a fan, like, Sammy Sallow, like, he, the way he used to deliver things, and he would say things in such short bites, that I think it took a while for us as a market to figure out that he was actually trying to be humorous and funny. Um, occasionally, he'd drop something that you knew was, like, you know, Mr. Balls of Steel, and how they, yeah, the, well, the soldiers might be down, but the general's okay, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't you don't expect that, but that was apparently from what I understand, that was just his personality. Like that's the way kind of guy he was. You look at him though, it's like, oh, that guy's most stoic person. He's Sal's hilarious. I saw him doing like working with the prospects once and they were all taking shots. He's just sitting there watching every shot, muffin, 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 get better at that muffin, muffin. I was like, I love Sal, man. He's a funny guy. <laughs> like that Nordic you know, stoicism, but at the same time, that dry sense of humor. A lot of, like, Swedes and, and, like, the Finns have that kind of real dry sense of humor. And a lot of deadpan. Like, if you, you're right. Like, if you haven't encountered that, like Sam mentioned, you, at first you'd be like, wait, is he trying to say something? I mean, it's just really that sense of humor. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The thing with Patterson, I love about him is when he says like that, he's like, oh, they're not competitive. Someone doesn't get to him because everything gets to him. Like when he's doing the war zone, like I show him, like, like so do you ever get mad? Go out to get mad. Like two minutes later, he gets killed. What the? Fuck? He's like, getting mad. Like he, he's competitive, man. He is, but he just wants to be like, no, I'm not. It's not. It's not a big deal. But you know, like he's just driven to compete. And I think like the thing about him is like he seems like he's a very authentic guy. I think, and like everything he's doing in Vancouver, sure he's got branding and stuff, but it's all very much who he is, what he wants to do. It doesn't feel like he's forcing it. And he's connected with, with Vancouver in a way not many players have, especially in a new way. Like him, like even the shout out to Botch in his speech, like he's just he's found a way to connect the market, knows what's important to the market, and I think it's important to him. And I think that's why for him, like he will be go down as one of the most favorite players of all time from the city. Like it's because back in the day. Trevor Linden, all you had to do was be a hard worker. Like, Bill Horvat, if he was in the 80s, would be another Trevor Linden. Just like that hardworking yeah. kid. That's all yeah. you got to do is go on the ice. But that's it, what you want in a captain. It's yeah. not what you want in a star player. Like, but like, I think, I think today, though, but like, just in terms of like being a superstar player, like, you, like, if you want to get to the next level, like the NBA players are like at a different level than yeah. initial player. Okay. People like Patterson are going to get there because they're on Instagram. They're doing this fashion stuff. They're being fun. Like, how often have we seen someone send a picture of like a basketball? Can you copy this Patterson? And Patterson actually responds. Like, he gets it. And I just can't wait to see what he does with this market. Totally. I mean, Vancouver's not a very, like, fashion-savvy place. We're pretty quiet. Like, there's only a million people here. Like, it's not Toronto, but, like, he's standing out in this market. He's doing something different. I love him for it. Just to quickly interject, I think, Clay and Sam, you both are looking at needing to bounce. So I didn't want to, like, you know, not give you the opportunity to to provide some final words of wisdom and thoughts. Go ahead, Sam. (laughs) I don't have any wisdom or thoughts. I sorry, I was just laughing because Vanessa just messaged me that I am ten years off from being the youngest person in this class. Okay. Wow, <laughs> she's relentless; like it never stops. At least you can come back to her, though. That that while that might be the case, you're also a good probably ten years from being the oldest too. I've also been instructed to tell you that my last words should be to tell everyone that the broadcast Twitter account now officially has more followers than Israel Fair does. Oh, Izzy. Where is he? Izzy never tweets anymore. Like, oh. try harder, Izzy. Like, Izzy's like the sweetest guy ever, too. I love him. He is, but. Like, He's the best guy ever. <laughs> he's gonna be he's gonna be editing the uh, Western Canada Athletic for the next year because of Matt leave. So I'm I'm excited to work with Izzy now for uh, yeah. the next. Yeah, he's gonna be the like slave master driving you. So yeah, pretty much. But he's too nice to actually do anything mean. So (laughs) (laughs) and Clay, yeah, no, it was great seeing everyone. Uh, Like I said, uh, CHB was part of my roots. Part of got me going. And you know, the reason why I do the vlogging is because there's too many good writers like Wyatt. There's too many good podcasters like you guys. So there's not a lot of yet, not a lot of vloggers in 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 Vancouver. But there there's some good ones there as well. But yeah, it's my daughter's uh, 13th birthday, so I better get back to her. But uh, yes. to all of you and to, to everyone watching, uh, obviously uh, wishing everyone a very safe and blessed Christmas. And hey, uh, to I, all of you. Congrats. Congrats. Yeah. Before you go, I'd be very disappointed you've left without a haiku for us all. Okay. Oh, wow. On the spot. <laughs> all right. Hiku please got one. No, no, no. We'll go on the spot. Look at these legends across my screen. So nice. Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> oh, I messed up. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Clay. Happy holidays. Take care. Wow. Like, what an all star cast we've got. <laughs>
Well, and I, I also need to point out, apparently, um, Faber had dropped a message earlier, Sat, that you had a party to get to in 15 yeah. minutes, or you might yeah. have to come to? Yeah, around 8.30. Like, uh, we have a work Zoom Christmas Christmas party at 8.30 yeah. today, so um, Just, I probably should go, but I can stay for another couple of minutes. I don't have to rush off. I mean, it's... It's you want to be fashionably late, right? Yeah, no, I just I just wanted to be cognizant oh, of time you. and yeah. you know, appreciate <laughs> you, you joining us. And uh, originally, we, when we talked about this, we we're like, yeah, let's get people together. We'll sort of roundtable, have a good time in the holidays. And um, I thought we'd have like a couple people. And then Anna here put in the work and got like a million, which is great. That's awesome. This is the first yeah. time we'll make well, do this again. I mean, behind the scenes, I I was riding high off a first date that went well. And oh. slightly drunk, and I was just like, "Right, I'm feeling productive. Let me message." Anna, how do you how do you date? How do you go on a first date these days? I mean, it's weird. Don't get me wrong. How was your, how was your Zoom date? Um, no, it was in person, just distanced, you know. But it's weird. Don't get me wrong. Like 2020 dating is weird. <laughs> it's a weird vibe. You can't imagine. Yeah, but you know, gotta keep going. Try no, and attempt going, normal yeah. life. No kidding. It's, it's, I mean, this is what, what life's been about, hasn't it? This yeah. year, adapting, finding a way to adapt and just finding a way to get by day by day, whichever way you do it, right? It's, mm-hmm. you know. Well, it's like our, I was just talking to my cousin in Alberta where we're trying to set up a Zoom call for the entire sort of family to get together. Um, and this is the first time we've gone and done something like that. And quite frankly, I can see why people may not have tried to do this in the past, uh, but it, it's, we want to make it happen. Everyone's committed to doing it. We're all going to get together on Zoom. I think the hardest part about it was trying to teach my parents how to actually use Zoom and that the camera doesn't need to be held up to your like mouth or anything like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a weird one. That's a great question from Anders on the chat that, um, Chris, if you want to add it, and the most memorable piece of Canucks merch that you've received or bought, like what's the best piece in your collection? I'm going to start this one. I so the first pizza merch I got was a Peter Zezel game used hockey stick. Um, I loved it so much that my gave it to my best friend to use in street hockey, <laughs> and he proceeded to whittle it down into nothing. Yeah. But that stick was like the first Canucks merch I ever received, and it just happened to be like Old Pacific Coliseum, which I might be dating myself here that people don't realize. You could actually walk down and be like ten feet from the dressing room, and it was just like a a, you know, one of those temporary metal fences in the way. And it wasn't like there was a million people. You could just stand there and like, you know, players would walk by and officials and whatnot. So that's how I got it. That is old school. Anyone else? Uh, I can jump in. Uh, I will say my ironic purchase, which became one of my favorite purchases, was the 2011 uh, Presence Trophy Canuck t-shirt. Just because <laughs> <laughs> all we had at the time. <laughs> which I wear the 2012 one too? <laughs> no, just 2011 is the one that hurts the most. That's yeah, I you were good That's with the 2011 one. 2011 actually meant something. 2012 was like, oh, they won that? Wow. So yeah. like, that that was I wanted one of the 2012 me. posters that were all over downtown that said, like, make sure you celebrate responsibly. And then they got knocked out of five games. <laughs> yep. Yeah. What a way to celebrate. <laughs> It's a small thing sometimes, right? Like uh, I have a can opener. I don't have it here. It's actually, I have it in storage actually now, but it's a can opener, Canucks can, can opener from their original year, 1970. Ooh. And it's a buddy of mine who, you know, you know, sadly is no longer with us, but he gave it to me. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've, I've always kept it in a good condition. I moved to a new place. So I have all this stuff in storage. So I know it's down there. Otherwise, I would go, go grab it and show it now. It's a super small thing. But it's just now I always, you know, you have it out of memory for him. So I'd say that's probably the most, the most memorable piece of Canucks merch I've ever received. I think my weirdest, I have two weirdest. One is uh, Matt Barkowski signed puck <laughs> that my friend gave to me for my birthday. Bless hey. his heart. <laughs> the second weirdest one is uh, Kevin Bieksa jersey, which is signed by initially by Eddie Lack and Frankie Corrado, nice. and now by Bieksa as well. But let's say like Juice was pretty confused when he was just like, Wait, who else has signed this? And I was like, yep, Eddie Lack and Frankie Corrado. This was ages after they left the team, too, that Juice signed it. So he was nice about the whole thing, but he found it weird, I'm sure. When uh, when I was young, like, I don't know, 10, I played goalie. And um, that's back when Dan Cloutier was mining the net for the Vancouver Canucks. So my naive self loved Dan Cloutier. So I have a framed, signed uh, Dan oh, Cloutier. Oh, uh, no. Just a hockey card, not a jersey, but I love Dan Cloutier as a kid. That's so not knowing any better. You still love him now, admit it. Oh, the birdcage, can you not? You're terrible. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think everyone's gone, right? Uh, yes, the best and maybe the worst gift I have ever received is a signed Eric Goodbranson stick. Oh, nice. I, I still don't know what I'm doing with that. I mean, that's the thing, like, I do, I have met Eric Branson and I have a photo with him, but then at least that has some value because it's a photo of Eric Branson. No, it's a signed dick. He is pretty in person as he is on TV. Yeah, prettier. (laughs) He's a total smoke show. He's really nice and he's really tall, like, delightful person to me. Glad he doesn't play on the team anymore. Like he is like one of the nicest guys you'll meet. That's the funny thing. And so you always have to like weigh that versus what you saw on the ice and be like, this guy's actually really, really nice. I hate roasting him right now almost. But yeah. Yeah. But you got to be honest, right? I mean, yeah. he was delightful and I was drunk and he was very charming. So, Sat, you mentioned you're you're going to bounce to your, your holiday party. Your yeah. Yeah. Holiday Zoom party. So the good thing is I can cut myself off before I embarrass myself in person this year. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, it's quick, pretty quick yeah. way to stumble home. Yeah, exactly. So but any uh, final words of wisdom there before you, you peace out? Uh, well, just just thanks so much for having me on, Chris, Anna, Matt. Uh, good seeing you guys, Stanch, Adam. And, you know, I've it's, it's been a really messed up year. We had a lot of fun over the summer. Um and I look forward to talking in, in the new year. I wish everybody a happy new year as well. Be as safe as possible. Please take care of yourselves and your loved ones. And I can't wait until we get back on Twitter again after today and start talking <laughs> hockey and argue. And Stan <laughs> is going to be, you know, he's going to be the ringleader of the war against all the other fan bases. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I got a quick question for both of you guys. Who's getting further in the NFL playoffs this year? The Buffalo Bills or the Cleveland Browns? Ooh. How, how do you stop Beef Allen? I don't know if you can. I don't, oh, know. I don't know, man. Oh, I mean, I love to say the Browns. The Bills are just rolling right now, man. Like that offense is great. They're so well coached. That defense is figuring it out. The Browns are going to be a terror for the future. And I think they'll do decent this year in the playoffs. I'm not sure it's their year, though. It could be the Bills. 
I'm kind of excited just to see both of them in the playoffs, though. Just yeah, man. It's at awesome. the same time, it's okay. 2020 thing ever is to have yeah, them both in the playoffs. It's all gravy now, man. I mean, 10 yeah. wins, we're most likely going to make the playoffs. It's just been such a blast just being able to watch the team and have fun and have hope every week. So it's been great. Yeah, yeah taking the division away from the Patriots is a glorious oh. thing. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you're, I agree. The defense is the biggest turn for Buffalo, but they're kind of like Dallas in the same way. Their defense yeah. kind of figured out a bit, but. You know who knows the NCs, but the offense, man, Cole Beasley and Diggs, and like just all the weapons Allen has. Diggs and Allen yeah, yeah, Diggs is so good. Yeah, he's a lot of fun to watch. Fun team to watch. They're insane. All right, thanks. Great right. seeing you. Happy holidays. holidays. Take care, guys. Thanks, that. Bye. Oh, I mean, so- I know nothing about the NFL, but like, I watch games those two Monday. like franchises. Are they like the most depressing towns to live in? And professional sports like cleveland is not a great place to live neither is buffalo and they have terrible teams the, well, the espn 30 for 30 on the buffalo bills i was gonna the, say yeah watch, watch that, that. Yeah, as a canucks fan it resonates because it's like it's just a franchise that like i don't know if imagine the canucks made the finals four years in a row and lost four years in a row <laughs> oh my god i did I, I, I did hear about this on another it's like so generic sports podcast yeah but that's yeah. Because yeah, anyway. they actually interview the players. The players are watching, like you know, when the first Super Bowl loss, and like I keep watching this video. I keep thinking we're gonna catch that ball, but we don't. Like we've all been there. We all think Lafayette's fun. We watch it. Maybe it'll go in this time. It's not, but you just feel like maybe this. And so yeah, they watch it. This is the heartbreak and like them wondering like how did we lose four times in a row? Like it's insane. <laughs> that's the thing because like both <laughs> that my will other. Never be t- that's such an incredible feat, if you will. Just like yeah. that's so unbelievable. I mean, like both my teams in other sports are like really bad right now. But it's not like we used to get close all the time and lose. We're just bad. So I yeah. <laughs> I feel like, which is worse? I don't even know. So there was an earlier question, Stanch, that I didn't ask. Faber wanted to know how that Pulse Labs chair has uh, helped or was taken away from your KD and Warzone, which I, I want to point out. Oh, my God. I uh, yeah, I just got a new Pulse Lab chair. This one's served me really well for about a year and a half. Um and as everyone knows, a good gaming chair improves your your kill death ratio a lot. So it has to be, uh, actually, you know, for like real, it's really been really good for my back. Like it's a local company, so it's a huge show. Great. Well, I think they're based in in Richmond here. I want to say because I mean, I I went pick mine up from their storefront, but uh, delivered it to my house himself when they were first starting out. I'm like, oh, sweet, you must be a small company, but they're hopefully growing. And yeah, it's a, it's a great chair. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so. We've okay. This went longer than I had expected. Yeah, Andrews. I know I'm giving away sponsorship opportunities. I'm not like our <laughs> ads that get inserted aren't us. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe, whoops, Pulse Labs right there. You <laughs> lose code such and such to get, yeah. and they'll throw in a free package from Manscaped. <laughs> Actually, on that note, like Manscaped is, I think, sponsored pretty much every Canucks podcast, save for like the two of ours. Well, or maybe the broadcast too. I don't think they've sponsored them, but so, so, uh, but yeah, it's funny. They're like coming up on like cricket podcast. They listen to now and the host gets so awkward reading <laughs> during the ad reads. And I'm like, guys, you don't know awkward until you have advertised as a, like the lone female host. Well, okay. In fairness, I threw it out there. I was willing to read it. You stepped up. I want to give you kudos for stepping up. Yeah. We just blame it on them because they didn't take up this golden opportunity. <laughs> have me advertise for them. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, anyone uh, got anything going on uh, for the holidays? Everyone just laying low, or yeah, what is there to do? 
I don't know. I got, see, I, I have, I have a three and a half year old who is totally in on Christmas right now. Like she's wanting to decorate the tree. Um, my wife and her are decorating our mantle. Like this is, this is neat um, because I'm getting to experience everything through her. Yeah. That's cool. But we're laying low. We're sticking here, obviously. Yeah. I think that's the deal with everyone. Are you back on the Island, Adam? On the Island? No, I'm, in my new apartment downtown. With the decorated sliding door. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're uh, like your daughter, Chris, into the Christmas spirit big time here. <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> um, Anders is asking if there's any more carol reads. That are. Yeah, you promised a lot, so let's get going. Okay. Um, I'm trying to pick one that I think you guys will get. Um, okay given what we were just talking about. Whether he's dominating in war zone or the offensive zone, this festive deity could certainly use a rest for him and his happy crew. Godette, you marry gentlemen? Yeah. Yep. Good job. Boom. I actually, I'm, I'm, that's it. The show's over. Uh, <laughs> Chris is retiring. <laughs> yeah. And has got it also. Yeah. So well done guys. I'm actually impressed with that one. Cool. 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 Uh, so Stanch seems it's about time for you to, to bounce yeah. off. Any final words of wisdom you want to share with uh, everyone? Oh, I'm just really excited about the uh, all Canadian season. I think it's gonna be one of the most, you know, that's probably the best iteration of weird COVID hockey we could get is having all of Canada hating each other uh, oh, yeah. in a good fashion. So I, I'm looking forward to it a lot. So, And can I indirectly say, like, why I'm so looking forward to all your coverage in the athletic as a result of the all Canadian division? Oh, like, that's like, the, yeah. that's like the sidebar of entertainment. Like, I am looking forward to you just stoking that fire for a 56 game stretch. I will be, yeah, I'll be getting the bulk of the armies and I'll be running down every Canadian city uh, as much as I can. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Is is it going to be called like Why It Does Canada? Like, maybe not so. That that sounds worse. Uh, But yeah, I'll come with a good (laughs) Why It Does Canada tour might be something else. But uh, yeah, I'll come up with something good for it, I'm sure. I'm going to try to do a little uh, promotional video for the armies before the season starts. So I'm going to try to have some fun with it. Cool, cool. Great. Well, Well, thanks for joining. Thanks for having Wyatt, me. Wyatt, sorry, just before you go, oh, we've never uh, officially met, but I just have to say, I've been wanting to say this for uh, years now, um, back when you were doing the province contest, my mom found you, and uh, she's been your biggest fan since. No way. Uh, <laughs> you know, she loves you. She loves you, and she got me hooked on your writing, and I've been a big fan too. But it's nice to finally meet you, man. So, oh, this is great, man. Uh, That's awesome here. <laughs> thank, thank you so much for that. That's awesome. Of course, man. Okay, yeah. happy holidays, Wyatt. Happy holidays, Wyatt. You, everyone. Sweet. And Matt, uh, you mentioned you might be needing to to bounce off. So I'm thinking for the four of us, it's probably an opportunity to wrap up our, our holiday live show. Um, I think we had fun. Uh-huh. I'd be glad that the internet held on for an hour and 45 minutes. That is a Christmas like, is miracle. A if- miracle. Well, I, I don't know if you noticed in, in chat there, there were a number of people, um, like, you know, for instance, Lisa here, who's just impressed your internet connection lasted this long. So yeah, a number of people had in comments. I mean, that hardware has ever lasted. I, I mean, don't I know that? Um, yeah, I mentioned to the guys before the show, like I unplugged all my smart bulbs, my Google Home. I'm using a wired connection, and I turned off the Wi-Fi for all of our phones. So, like, why, why is, is your Wi-Fi so, so bad? So, Mrs. Producer Extraordinaire is just sitting there with a candle. We're basically, yeah, yeah. We're, we're in the Matt, why is your Wi-Fi so bad? 
Uh, I'm told it's the building Wi-Fi. Like the wires in the building are not good. It's copper wiring. All right, fair enough. Yeah. We all can't have a fancy condo in the middle of downtown above a Costco, Adam. I mean, that's a pretty yeah. good location. You know what? It's been pretty nice because it's been quiet because there's nothing going on, but I am excited for when games are back here and I can oh, yeah. hear the goals before I see them on TV. You yeah, know, that's pretty fun. cool. Or just rolling, if I'm going to a game, rolling out of the house at 6.55, it's going to be fun. Actually, out of curiosity, Adam, Adam's that guy who Adam? shows up 10 minutes into the first period and he's like, Excuse me, excuse me. Like, I got oh, right my, no my seat halfway in the row. What were you going to say, Chris? Probably well, I was going to say, like, Do you hear noise out of the Raj? Because, like, you would hear noise at a BC place. We, we haven't yet because there hasn't been anything. No, um, but I'm sure I'm positive you will. Yeah. And it's, I'm, just, I, I'm genuinely curious. Like, I mean, I, you're right about that. Like, yeah, we're going to hear it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. BC Place guaranteed, like, just because they open that hole and everything shoots up, but Raja, but it's concrete actually, metal. The BC Place acoustics, like, I've been to concerts there, it's crap. Oh, like, I know. Raj has yeah. way better acoustics. I remember, uh, I can't remember what the Grey Cup it was, but um, Tom Cochran performed at the halftime show, and, you know, whoever it was on the uh Speakers, so I'm like, how oh, did you think of that off halftime show? And the guy, like, down the road, it was bloody awful, full, 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 full. Because <laughs> that's all we heard. Life is a high, high, way, 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 way. Yeah. Anywho, yeah. Um, it's bad. I think we should do something like this again in the new year. Maybe, you know, we'll think of another holiday, holiday to celebrate. Yeah. Maybe Adam will we'll, we'll make an appearance. Maybe I'll make multiple. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe you never know. But uh, any any final words of wisdom that you want to share with all of our, our viewers and listeners when I figure out how to post this uh, this episode? No, thanks for uh, joining us. Uh, and thanks for having me, guys. It's great to see you again. Uh, I look forward to more of this in the new year. Um, just be safe. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays and Happy New Year to you all. And uh, hopefully we can get together in studio or in a bar sometime soon. How about you, Matt? Uh, yeah, I think Adam put it uh, pretty pretty well there. Um, I'd also like to say I echo Andrews' comment, Adam, about how I'm looking forward to you snagging $10 tickets after the first period from scalpers. So um, make sure you have me on that wait list. You're right at the top, Matt. Anna? Yeah. Um, thanks, everyone, for joining us. That was a real fun, festive party time. Um, I hope you all enjoyed Riding along with us, and yeah, stay safe. There's a lot of unknown still about the how the what the new season's going to look like and what the new year's going to look like. But all we can do is like do our part and um, stay safe, and hopefully there'll be some form of hockey for us to enjoy um, in the new year, mm-hmm. and we might get back to normal, you know, in 2021. Uh, and for me, I want to thank. Uh... All of you who've joined the the live show here, uh, I want to thank everyone who's obviously listening to the podcast as, as you normally would. I want to thank the guests that joined us. Yeah. I'm not talking about Adam. I'm talking about I'm talking about Clay, Sam, Sat, Wyatt. Um, it was fun, uh, and I, I genuinely enjoyed having this roundtable. Um, maybe there's something we can do. To, to synergize this in the future. Maybe we need to upgrade Matt's internet. Maybe we need to ensure Adam's not locked in his basement or, or whatever the rumors were these days. But um, have a safe and, and happy holiday season. 
we'll be back in the new year. Um, we're going to take some much needed time off. So look for our next show, normal show in the new year. I'm, I was going to say two weeks from now. I don't want to commit to that because I need to look at the calendar, but uh, we will be talking about NHL Vancouver Canucks hockey on the longest running best mediocre podcast that's related to the Vancouver Canucks. So on behalf of Adam Obano Carter at Adam FOC, Matt Lee at Matt Lee underscore 61 and a Forsyth at a four through myself, Chris at Lightforce. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at the C4 podcast. Join C4 discord at discord.io slash C4 podcast. But guess what? We're out.